so let's begin. First, you want to position your body in such a way that you don't have to be concerned with the body during the time that you're meditating. So make sure the body is placed in such a way that it is comfortable and yet there is stability in the posture. That is, the body can hold the posture by itself without you consciously holding it in place. So check the legs, cross them in such a way that they are comfortable and there is stability. Place your hands in with the same aim, comfort and stability. Make sure your elbows are not too far, not too close to your body. Your shoulders are even, relaxed. Find the natural straightness of the back. Center your head and neck. Again, so you don't need to consciously hold them in place. Place them and leave them and they remain where they are. The tip of the tongue touching the back part of the upper teeth. You can have your eyes opened if that is conducive for you. You can close them or you can have them half opened. Choose whichever you find most conducive for you. And when you reach the eyes, become aware, start to become aware of the sense of ease, the sense of calmness that is in the body itself. And gently bring your awareness to your breath with no intention to control it, no intention to force the mind to focus on the breath. You're not even concerned about chasing away distractions. Your only concern is, is there awareness of the breath? No matter what else is going on, you're not concerned with that. You're only concerned of the presence of awareness of the breath. And you try to stay with that awareness on the breath. Staying with that awareness of the breath. Have a part of your mind scan the posture to make sure that it is comfortable, that it is stable that you're not consciously holding any part of the posture in place and if you need to make any adjustments so you can achieve comfort and stability make the adjustments staying aware of the breath continue to be mindful of the sense of ease be mindful of how the sense of ease is deepening and make a deliberate, in, deliberate intention to continue to follow this ever deepening sense of ease.
after you've made the necessary adjustments with the posture and you feel a sense of confidence that you are able to hold on to the posture to stay with the posture for the duration of your meditation make a resolution not to allow yourself to move under any compulsion during the time that you set for meditation then go back again to catching the awareness of the breath and staying with that awareness so that while you are inhaling your awareness is with the inhalation while you are exhaling your awareness is with the exhalation in this way try to keep the continuity of awareness from one cycle of breath to the next following 21 such cycles and if the continuity of awareness is broken gently bring your mind back to the breath rejoice that you've noticed the break in the continuity and start again from one
state of the mind itself. Now we go over the reason why you want to meditate. The ultimate reason. And think of the specific meditation that you're about to do. Make that into a very strong determination. Let that determination, that motivation be as clear as possible. While you ask yourself, through what means will you accomplish this goal? While focusing in the space in front of you, at the level of your eyebrows, about an arm's length or prostration's distance from you. Asking yourself what means you will accomplish this, focusing in that space in front of you, feel yourself in the presence of your guide, the very embodiment of what you aspire to achieve, appearing in a form made entirely of light, a form taken specifically to guide you. in your mind how you are indeed in the presence of what is for you the guarantee to achieve your goal. The infallible guidance to your goal. The perfect protection for the path to achieve your goal. While rehearsing these and such thoughts in your mind, look for that sense of confidence, that sense of fluid as though you're holding on to dear life. And while holding on to that sense of conviction, whatever its measure, Show your reverence in your mind prostrate 
take refuge affirming your conviction in the goal you seek affirming your conviction conviction that you are being guided that the goal you seek you have all the means to achieve it and entrust yourself in that show your gratitude, make offerings, think of the things you own that makes you happy, offer them, thinking of the value of the goal you seek and how the very means of achieving it is right before you. purified your mind beginning with knowing that the obstacles that you're experiencing came into existence through your own actions and feeling regret for whatever action teacher for protection guidance and strength Then according to your capacity, make a promise of restraint, choosing a definite definite period of time for exercising the restraint. Then think of something to do, to make up.
gladden the mind through rejoicing letting your mind take great joy in all measures of goodness all merits yours and others from the merits of mere effort to the merits which have manifested the results especially the results that is already being experienced the very results that you aspire to that others have already achieved with this openness and let your mind let your heart embrace all beings see their conditions the various problems that they are experiencing the happiness that they lack in various degrees then ask them to please teach beings, show beings how to truly end their pain, how to truly achieve happiness and to stay with beings until they are truly free, truly happy. Remember that you're about to meditate on wisdom. You're about to bring your mind closer to that ultimate antidote, the cure for all ills. And dedicate the power of the merits you've gained so far to help you achieve in your meditation.
You can ask the teacher to come now to the crown of your head out of an aspiration to be closer to the teacher and feel the presence of this bright form the teacher has taken above your head about a palm's length distance and while the teacher is there beg for blessings so whatever obstacles are obstructing you you can be free of them whatever you need to succeed may you be may you be filled with them Bring your attention back to your breath. Staying aware of the breath. Become aware again of the posture of the body.
Okay, you can open your eyes if you want. And if you need to, you can stretch your legs, make yourselves comfortable. quickly uh, uh, recap so the, the steps involve first of all uh, having a passion developing a passion for for wisdom and understanding that wisdom is not simply you know knowing stuff knowing this knowing that uh, the, the, the passion that you develop for wisdom is with the understanding that you know, looking at your life looking at the unsatisfactory nature of life and knowing that uh, there is something that you're not knowing, there's something that you need to know, that if you were to know it, then you will be free yourself, you will free yourself of, of this, 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 uh, this constant state of uh, dissatisfaction, which uh, manifests in various ways. And you're looking for this, uh, you want to bring yourself to a point where the uh, aspiration for this uh, knowing becomes uh, uh, fiery. It becomes uh, almost to the point of uh, desperation. And you, you really see it as this is the antidote. This is the remedy. This is, for, this is what I need to, to, to solve this situation. And you do not approach it from a, a, a point of view of uh, like it's imposed upon you by, by uh, others' influence. Like you're supposed to know wisdom because, you know, since you're, you say you're a Buddhist and a Buddhist is supposed to seek wisdom, so, so you don't want to look bad, so you've got to look for wisdom. Okay? So that when, you, when, you, you know, when you're among Buddhists, you can say, oh, no, I don't know wisdom, and you can let you in, so you can have the cakes and stuff that they eat. Okay? <laughs> so it, it should be, a, uh, you know, out of a... You should bring yourself to the point of almost... almost you desperately want it, you desperately need it. And the only way for you to, to, to get to that sense of desperation is to simply look at your life. Okay? Is it completely satisfactory? And, 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 and this natural uh, wisdom that knows that the, uh, in order for you to get something, there's something you need to know. So this result, which, is, which will be uh, uh, a, a lacking of this, this sense of dissatisfaction, Need, you need to know something to be able to get you to get you to get there, okay? And whatever this thing is, you are desperate to know it, okay? So that's the first thing. And uh, then, of, and while you're doing this, then you then you start doing your your research, start reading, and start listening to teachings, and you start to get an idea of what this this wisdom is supposed to be, okay? Then. Uh, Another important step, especially for those who are uh, who have a natural sense of devotion, they, they have a teacher and they have a feel nat uh, a natural sense of uh, a sense of connection with that teacher. So they ask the teacher for blessings, and the blessing that you ask for is you know whatever it is that is that has prevented you from knowing this 
so far, you want to be free of it. And whatever it is that you need, whatever mental power you need, whatever environmental situation you need that will help you be able to get to that uh, understanding, to get to that knowing, to get to that wisdom. And the attitude of, of the meditation itself is, is uh, looking, finding, you know, it's the same, uh, same dynamics for any kind of meditation you're doing. You're looking, and once you've, uh, having, when you find what you're looking for, you try to hold on to it. Okay? That is with your mind. And what you're looking for now is this, uh, an understanding, a eureka. And after you found this eureka, then you try to stabilize your mind. You try to make your mind uh, stay with it. Okay? And it is, it is at this moment of making the mind stay with it, that's where the mind gets impacted by this, by this information. And that's where the mind, uh, that's where the transformation that you want to happen, that's when, it, that's when and that's how it can happen. Okay? And from the very beginning, if you sense and it could either be because you know you have a sense of frustration, and uh, or uh, whatever whatever the, the the source may be, the cause may be. If you feel like this is becoming just an intellectual pursuit, just something you're just looking for something so that you can talk to people about. If you're looking for something so that you know, when you're at a party, so you can be the you know, so you can be the guest. The, the, what do you call that? The, the party. What's called the person? Life. The life of the party. When everybody gathers around you while you're talking about wisdom. Okay? So if, if, that's, if that seems to be what the pursuit has become, then stop. Because you're just wasting your time. All you're doing is you're, you're, uh, you're, pumping, the very, you're, you're pumping your ego. You're, you're, you are making the situation worse for yourself. Okay? And <coughs> so... So the, the the actual the, so the object that you're looking for so and by object I'm not talking about you know uh, uh, something something with color something with shape okay what what is it that you're supposed to look for and once you find it what 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 are you supposed to do with it okay so with, with wisdom you're looking for two there are two findings actually the first finding is uh, so there's wisdom looking at person. The self of person, the, the term self in 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 the, in the Buddhist philosophy doesn't refer necessarily to a person. It refers to identity of whatever exists. Okay, whether it is the uh, the the self of a, a person or the self or the identity of of a table of a chair or or, or whatever. Okay, that that selfness, that isness of 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 that. Okay. Now, uh, so you begin first of all. Uh, you need to, since we are so, you know, we take it for granted that we, uh, uh, that we know ourselves, we have ourselves, so we take, we take it for, for granted that, you know, it, it's there. But we never actually stop and look at the self that we think is there. So the first thing to do is to stop and look at it. And the way you, the way you, the way you bring it to, to, uh, to the forefront of memory or the, uh, the, the, the platform of the mind where you can look at it is to you know, think of moments when the sense of self was very strong, either when there was fear or when there was meditation yet. Okay. So, so that's one thing you need, the first thing you need to find. Now in conjunction with that, you're supposed to look for 
how does your mind conceive of the self? Okay? This conception of the mode of existence of the self, that's the object you're going to be working with. That's, that's what you look, you're looking for to work with. Okay? So the sense of self, and uh, that's where you have uh, different schools have, uh, or different meditators have uh, bring 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 different uh, uh, different co- um, ideas about this. Some say this this very sense of self and the concept of of its mode of existence. There's no difference. Okay, and some say there's a distinction. Okay, so uh, within this school, they say there's a distinction, and that and that's why you have to make. You have to make that distinction. Okay. So this natural sense of self, when you make it appear vividly to your mind, and so vivid that you you actually feel a sense that you can actually grab it, and you can actually say, look, look, look look at myself. There should be that sense uh, of, of, of realism to it. Okay. Then uh, the next thing to look for is how do I conceive the existence or the mode of existence of the self, and that even that is even more subtle than than the sense of self. And you really have to look for the mind, look at the mind as as you are looking at the sense of self. You're looking at the mind, looking at it to see what concepts comes up. Okay. And when that sense, our mind is. Uh, is, uh, fil- is filtering reality with uh, a misunderstanding of it, then that concept of what that self is uh, will... Uh, so, the sense of self, I am, and then having, that, having the concept that I, that I, which is, and you have a sense that it is something that is unique, something that is... Uh, 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 something that is self-sufficient it's not dependent on any other things and it's not it's something that uh, that continues as it is through uh, you know through time or through space okay so that's the concept of, of this of its mode of existence that you, you're looking for and then this mode of existence you hold on to it, and then you start analyzing it. You start to now your job is to verify the the truth of this concept. So that's what meditation on wisdom is is, uh, is about. That's that's what the analysis is come is 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 about. The analysis is not about <laughs> trying to establish, uh, trying to understand necessarily. Uh, Chandrakiti's presentation. We're trying to understand Nagarjuna's. How does your mind establish this, the mode of existence of this sense of self that you're feeling? Okay, and you're trying to, and your analysis is to trying to establish whether or not this concept of, of the mode of, of the mode of existence of this self. Is it true or not? Okay, and then in your conclusion. Then you may come up with Chandrakiti's answer. Then you may come up with Nagarjuna's answer. Or you may come up with somebody else's answer, or, or answer that is similar to theirs. Not that you borrowed from them, you know. So you know, I stole your <laughs> conclusion. No, it, but 
it's not uh, when you're reading Chandrakirti, for example, and then you're agreeing or disagreeing with them. That is not meditation and emptiness or meditation and wisdom. Okay, that's just a you know intellectual scholastic uh, uh, pursuit. Okay, remember the the what got you into this activity from the very first place is looking for an antidote, looking for something for a, 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 relevant, a relevant situation. Okay? You're not just looking for something that, is, that, that exists only on, on pages, that is relevant only to, for books. Okay? You're looking for something that is relevant to your life, something that is happening to you and you're looking for something relevant to it. Okay? So you start to analyze this mode of existence and, you're, and, and you approach it with a, with a frame of mind that not, from, not, not because you've read Nagarjuna and that says it doesn't exist. You say, oh, it doesn't exist. Let me, let, me see. Let, me see that, let me prove that it doesn't exist. No, you want to prove that it exists because it, it is appearing to you that it exists. So you say, okay, you, t- okay, you take it for granted. Okay, I take, it, I, I take your word uh, uh, that you exist. Now prove it to me. Okay? This mode, not the sense of self. You're not trying to prove that the sense of self exists. You're trying to prove the existence of the mode, that the, the way that your mind is conceiving of the sense of self. Is it something that is in connection with reality? Okay? That's what you're trying to prove. That's what you're trying to establish. So, it, the sense of self, it appears to be, for example, separate. It appears to be something that is concrete. It appears to be something that doesn't depend on anything. Okay, this mode that it's presenting itself, trying to establish it. Okay, you, the sense of self, are you something that exists without depending on anything? Okay, let me see if that is true. And you try to establish that, is it really something that doesn't depend on anything? And if you find any dependence, then that tells you, oh, well, I guess you don't, you don't exist by not depending on anything else. So remember, you don't exist by not depending on anything else. That is, this mode of existence has been negated. You're not trying to negate the self. That's, that's, that's the first, first problem that people have with, with the non-self idea of Buddhism. That Buddhism is trying to prove to you that you don't exist. Let's have a, a cup of coffee and I'll prove to you that you don't exist. And while you're drinking your cup of coffee, no need to retaliate, you don't exist. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so it's, it's how you conceive of the self. That's what's causing the problem. Okay? So, <coughs> now, uh, so this mode of existence of the self, is it... it where, where is it? You're trying to find that, that self, that, that self of, of the, concept, the conceptual self, the conceived self. You're trying to look for it. Okay? And that's where you do the uh, exercise of, of same and, and, and separate. You do this exercise of... Uh, and then within that, there is the thing of one and many. Okay? Like, for example, is, if the self, if the sense of self is... Uh, the elements, okay, then if it is equal to the elements, so that's the sameness. And in trying to establish that, then 
then this sense of self would follow, there would be many. Because there are many elements. But the sense of self doesn't have that sense of being many. Right? So that would be we're establishing it as not being one with the elements. And if it's one of the, with the elements, which element? Okay? And, and, and you go like that. So that's where the one and many falls into place with the, with the proper name of it is same or separate. Okay? Now, the beautiful thing about it is, you know, the Buddha, when, he, when, when you read the sutra where the Buddha is guiding you to a meditation, so to speak, and you feel that, you know, the Buddha is going to, you know, take you finally to a place where I say, oh, that's what it is. Okay? Like, okay, it, 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 the, the, first the Buddha take you to a meditation where the sense of self is there. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there's no denying. There it is. And then, of course, as soon as the, that appears, then, the, then our concept of what it is, is there with it. That's why it's so difficult to separate those two. Okay? And then the Buddha starts to, 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 to take you to the process of, okay, what is it? Is it what is it? What is it? What is it? That is, what is it one with? Is it something one with this? With one of whatever you call your, whatever you, you directly perceive with your eyes or with your experience as being the self. I mean, before of this conceptual idea, you know, what you were refer, as your, your reference of self was your body and your thinking. So is it is it one? Is it is it the body itself that is the self? Is it the mind itself that is the self? That's the, that's the one part, meditation, or same with. Then if it is not the body itself, then it is something separate from, from the body, something different from the body. Okay? That's the different or separate part of the meditation. And then within each one of those, there is one and many. That is that basis that you're looking at to establish whether it is one with or, or not it. Then is, it, is that thing one or is that thing many? Or is that, that, is that thing that is something that is made with parts? Okay. Then after you, you've gone through all that, then you see, oh, it's not the body, it's not this, it's not that, it's not that. Then you've exhausted everything. Then you're thinking, oh, finally, we've exhausted everything. Now there's one thing that we, somehow we missed, the Buddha is going to present to us. Uh, like, uh, very, uh, I say, uh, beginning level of findings, finding the wisdom is... So we think of the person usually as uh, because, and this is because uh, of more of of uh, the learning that we get from 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 society, learning that we get from from others that they've 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 thought about it and they came up with with this idea and then they they kept perpetuating it and you kept hearing it and you have somehow a, 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 at a at some level think that might be that might be right, okay, so. You go, it's something, we usually think it's something separate from the body and something separate from the mind. Okay? We usually think it's that. And we're trying to find what is that thing that is separate from the body and mind that is, that is me. Okay? And uh, the thing is, you cannot think of this me without making a reference to the body, without making a reference to the mind, either one or both. Okay, so you, then, then you might think, oh, it's when those two things come together, that's when you have a self. And you think that's that's no brilliant. I've, I've I found it. I've, I've found it. It's when those two things come together. That's when I have the self. 
and then then you forgot the very first uh, thing you were doing in the beginning. If it's not one with the body, if it's not one with the mind, how can something which is not it produce it? Okay. Then you are left with, you know, and that's a very good place to be, <laughs> by the way. Okay? <laughs> because uh, now you sort of like freed yourself from that, uh, what, uh, from that sense of trying to grab onto something to, for that thing to be the self. Okay? And you're free of it. And is your body important for, the, for your identity? Is your mind important for your identity? Yes. Yeah. Is it absolutely important <laughs> for your identity? <coughs> no. <laughs> okay. They play their parts. They are and they are not. Okay. And it is not anything else other, other than that. That's where, you know, after the Buddha takes you to all this meditation and then and your mind is still looking, okay, what is it? What is it? Because you're looking for something else. That's it. That's it. You've you already been presented with the self of its nature. Okay. Uh, and, and, and the Buddha, as an analogy, usually give the analogy of the wheel that, it, that appears when you hold a torch and you, uh, you know, you, you uh, what do you say? You, that's not swinging. What's called that? Spin. spin. Twelve. No, twelve. We like that, right? Okay. Yeah, spin. No, what did I say? What was that? Spin. Okay, you spin it. <laughs> okay, as you're spinning that one torch, there's the illusion of a circle, of a wheel. Is there really a wheel? Can you deny there's a, there's a, there's no wheel there? Okay. And that's the nature of the wheel. It's nothing other than just the, the, than that. You have a torch, you spin it around, there is the appearance of a wheel. That's what the wheel is. It doesn't mean that there's no wheel. You're seeing it, you're looking at it. But when you're really looking for a wheel, other than just the torch spinning around, you're not going to find that wheel. Okay? When you're looking for something other than what? Other than, other than the mere appearance of the self, the mere sense of the self, then you're not going to be able to find it. And it's, it is that thing other than that that we are clinging to. And we have to you know, take our mind and say, see, it's not anything other than that. Okay. So, after you've es- es- established what, what the person is, but by finding out what the person is not, then you're pretty you're, you're, you're pretty you're pretty much set. Now you can get out, now you can get out, get out get out of wheel of, of of suffering. You have found the antidote. You found that medicine you've been looking for, that you were desperately looking for. Now it's just a matter of taking it. Okay, and how do you take it? You keep doing the meditation, arrive at this conclusion. And you hold on, and you hold, and you hold on to it. And depending on the force of your meditation, you may hold on to it for you know a few minutes. You may hold on to it for for an hour, 
and some people may, they may the power of their meditation is such that they have to actually set aside a time because you know they have to take care of other stuff. <laughs> they have to set aside a time that okay, I will I will not hold on to this for more than seven days. <laughs> okay, no, I, in seven days is my limit. You know, I, 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 okay, I gotta stop. Okay, <laughs> so you set a, set aside a time so that when that time limit comes up, you will naturally come out of that meditation. Okay? Otherwise, you know, some tree may, may, may wake you. Okay? <laughs> Either having fallen on you or having... Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay, so, now, I, and this is where uh, all the different so-called schools come, come in, into play and, and instead of helping some of us, they, even, they just confuse us. <laughs> okay. So, is that all you need to get out of to get out of uh, samsara? Is this is this equal to seeing the, the, the selflessness of of, a, of an object? What is called the selflessness of, of phenomena? Is that the same as seeing the selflessness of this person? Okay. Some schools say it is. Some schools say it's not. Some schools who say it is, they have different ideas about how it is. Some schools say which is not, have different ideas about how it is not. And sometimes they would even use the same words, throw the same words at you, and they have different ideas about what they mean when they throw the, the, the words at you. Okay. So, don't worry. <laughs> You're, you can write a book um, and, and make money off of that or something like that. But as far as being able to get out of samsara, maybe not. Okay. The, it, it is a, a visceral... Um, uh, uh, just like uh, your sense of suffering appears real to you, then the wisdom that is going to free you from the suffering must have an appearance of it being that real. When I say real, I'm not talking about you no. Know, I'm not talking about seeing as self-existent. We're not talking about that. Okay, that is, it must seem something very relevant, not just something that is nice when you write it on paper. Okay, something that is relevant to the condition that brought you to this path in the very first place. Okay. So, and the reason for going into, now that you've established that the sense of self that you thought was something separate, something different from either the body and the mind or both, now you see that self doesn't exist. Okay? And now, if that isn't enough to get you, you know, to kick you out of samsara, then that means your mind is still grasping and you have to do some more, you have to take some more drastic measures. So the very basis themselves that you are examining whether or not there is the, this person that you feel you are is either the body or the mind or something separate. So you have to look at those bo- that body and the mind itself and see how is, how is the mind apprehending that body itself. Okay. Where is body? Okay. What is body? And you start looking. And then you're supposed to come up with the same, same conclusion as you did when you were looking for a person. So when you were looking f- so for a body... You came with the same conclusion as when you're looking for the person. 
when you're looking for the mind, you came up with the same conclusion as you're looking for the person. And that's all you need to, you need to uh, examine as far as other phenomena is concerned. Other phenomena doesn't mean, you know, the wall uh, that you're looking at. That's not necessarily other phenomena. Other phenomena are those other things which appear to your mind other than the, per- the person. The body or the mind. Okay? And in the same way you're looking for the, 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 the sense of body that we have. When we look at the thing that is telling us that's the body, where is body in that? Where is the body that we're in the mind? Where is it in there? So you have you know, all those parts. It's when all those parts come together, you have body. What happens if you were to remove one of those parts? Would you have, would no longer have body? Okay. And you need to go on like this. And the 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 object now, the the very the thing that you're supposed to hold on to, remember the magician head. <laughs> That's the object of wisdom. You begin by thinking, here's this thing, it exists, let me look for it. Okay? This is the key, that's the bowl, this is where it's supposed to be, and you look in the bowl. And then, since the key is not in the bowl, when you, when you remove everything that's in the bowl, when you exhaust the bowl and you don't find it, not having found the key, that's your object of meditation. And you try to hold on to that. And why? Now, as far as the key is in the bowl is concerned, you're free from the concept that the key is in the bowl. Because you're directly seeing that the, there's no key in the bowl. You're free from, from taking that. Okay? So this concept of the mode of existence of the self, when you look for it, sincerely look for it, and you don't find it, not having found it, that's your, uh, that's your, medi- that's your wisdom. Okay? And you hold on to that. And holding on to that will free you from whatever problem this concept has brought to you. Little problem called samsara. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh. So, that is really it. You know, it's like uh, the Buddha came out, and, uh, made the appearance, I, I, I'm enlightened, I'm Buddha now, and he's walking around, and he uh, re-encounters his five uh, friends who, were, who, were, who thought he, would, you know, he left the path. And they notice something strikingly different about him. And they approach him. And the Buddha you know, speaks, speaks the Four Noble Truth. And then, what's his name? Gold, gold, Godana. Ah! And Godana achieves arhood. And the other ones didn't quite get it yet. So the Buddha had to be a bit more sophisticated in explaining what he was talking about. Okay. And I'm not going to, well, (laughs) it's my idea, my personal opinion. (laughs) The most sophisticated, the explanation, even though it appears the person has to have a lot of brain power to understand the sophistication, it means you just didn't get it. Okay? That's what it means to me. (laughs) You didn't get it when it was so simple. Now I have to, you know, elaborate, you know, so that... (laughs) Of course, uh, the reason I didn't get it before, it wasn't sophisticated. No. I'm a sophisticated guy. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's all you need to do. Okay. 
<coughs> now, when the this is it, this is the last one. Okay. When the mind being so stubborn, and 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 the reason that the the perfection of wisdom uh, lists hundred and so-called one hundred and eight ob- ob- objects to meditate on to find their emptiness is because as soon as you find oh emptiness of this, then the mind looks for something. Okay, that, but, but, but that, that's, that, that one is not like that. Then you have to go to that. Okay, let's go. All right, let's go. Let's, let's, let's examine this. And until you get to, oh, I know, emptiness. That's the one. That's, that, that's the thing that really exists. Okay, because you know, it's the mode of existence of all things. So that's the thing that exists. Okay. So while you're doing the meditation, if if it seems uh, uh, dry, and even though you seem to be arriving at what seems to be profound conclusions, but it's very dry, then you you miss something in there. Okay, you're not making it relevant. Okay, then. You, you've gone into the path of just mere intellect. So go back, make it relevant. Make it, you know, there should be some emotional impact going on. Okay. Alright, so let's go. So first, the posture. Legs, hands, elbows, shoulders, back, head and neck, mouth, teeth, tongue, eyes, follow five cycles of breath, (coughs) knowing what you're going to meditate on and making a strong determination. So the teacher wasn't left on top of your head. Again, ask for blessings. 
after receiving the blessings then merge the teacher with your mind and find that sense of inseparable being inseparable with the teacher hold on to it then when it fades do your meditation sense of urgency looking for a sense of self then the concept of how you conceive the sense of self then you analyze this concept In a way you can say the concept of the self which is the object that you're seeking to negate or looking to verify, establish it's like, this is as if uh, you were to say to yourself ah, the sense of self that is so palpable that is so, feels so real it must be because it is this way and you try to establish that oh, is it really, bec- is it really because it is this way okay
quality of tranquility that you're experiencing and make a deliberate intention to stay in that tranquil state while within that state again embrace all beings look at their conditions the different forms of suffering problems they are experiencing and while holding them in this embrace of compassion and love make strong wishes that they be free of whatever problem they are experiencing may they find true happiness you've just done and dedicate its merits to help you achieve your ultimate goal bring your attention back to the breath Staying aware of the breath, become aware of the body, starting with the head, and move down till you reach your toes. very much. See you next time. Okay. Right, those of you who have to go, have a wonderful weekend. And uh, Geshe Dage is still teaching on sat- Saturdays. Yes. So if you've you know, been coming or want to come, <laughs> of course you're welcome. <laughs>